wants a mustache right? So, yeah, I mean, you ready to roll? I'm always ready to roll. In fact, welcome to After Hours, guys. I should warn you, After Hours always has a cold start <laughs> or uh, a, no, a hot start, <laughs> whatever it's called. When, when, when I hit record and I don't yeah. tell you guys I hit record, that's what I do the After Hours. <laughs> Either way, I am gotcha. Christopher Stolle. Yeah. Welcome to After Hours. It's been a while since we've done an episode. Uh, there's a lot of crap going on. But here I am. I need to laugh. We're going to try to laugh. I've got two funny guys with me to make me laugh, one of which has an eating problem. He's got a terrible, terrible eating problem and a drinking problem. And he, basically Metallica named their live album after him. Host of What's Your Effin' Binge, Mr. Christopher Rudder. How's it going, everybody? Nice to be back on the show with you, bro. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? And also joining us tonight, uh, one half of the group that uh, tells a hell of a lot better jokes than the one I tried to make on Chris Rudder here, uh, <laughs> the host of Try Not to Laugh podcast, Mr. Andy Flegel. What's up, guys? I'm so glad you weren't talking about me before. I was waiting for the. I was waiting for you to say my name. You're like, all right, the guy's a foodaholic. He's an alcoholic. He's an everythingaholic. And I'm like. <laughs> Well, here we go, Chris Rudder. Woohoo! Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was. I knew that was coming towards me because I'm always the one who's got shit going on. Well, I figured. I figured. <laughs> I figured any headbanger, any headbanger fan would uh, would know uh, which one I was talking about when I said uh, Metallica named their live after album after him in live shit binge and purge. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I had an interesting. So, speaking of which, man, like. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just, just going to say this past week has been like really super interesting in Southern Indiana, and not going to not going to talk about the political landscape that's going on out there. I'm not going to bring up COVID facts or any of that shit because I know everybody's tired of hearing about it. But I have a couple of little interesting life circumstances that have happened in the past couple of weeks that uh, are really funny stories. And they kind of shed, shed some light on how things are kind of going out there with people that you wouldn't think would do these kinds of things. Um, so you've been, essentially, you've been, you've been uh, binging on this stuff, essentially. Oh, yeah, I have. I have, uh, <laughs> like, uh, I have really, really put in a lot of research on, on what's going on uh, out there and similarities between different times in history and all this other stuff, and I don't want to get into like a super serious show, so I'll just keep the keep the anecdotes light. But um, yeah, please let's 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 keep let's keep this one light. The last two after hours that we did both went to a very dark place, and this is supposed to be the comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you see the news today that the uh, you know with baseball being back? Hooray for baseball being back. At least there's a live sport. We have some UFC to watch. If you're interested, there's some fucking lacrosse to watch. You can even bet on it on DraftKings right now. Uh, so there's this this stuff is going on. But today, they've only been, opening day was Thursday, right? Right. It's Monday. 
Okay, so the Florida Marlins entire team is infected. <laughs> Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like they would have made it to the World Series. The bubble has already busted, and in the NBA, Zion Williamson went went missing. And the first thing I told everybody was, like, do you think a twenty-year-old newly made millionaire, where every freaky white chick in the world is headed to, because they know that's where all the NBA teams are, do you think he's not going to break the bubble to get a blowjob? Are you crazy? And that's exactly what fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I so. I don't know. People people have been getting nuts on this shit. Like one of the thing one of the things that like yeah, and I know we don't want to go too deep in into like reality here, but one of the things that like really irks me it through this whole cur- uh COVID thing, you know, is is right now some states including my own are trying to make it where it's punishable to up to like 60 days in jail for not wearing a mask, refusing to not, wear. Ours is ours is 90 days. But the uh um Luckily, the um, attorney general was able to revoke it, and pretty much every elected sheriff of every county said, we're not going to enforce this because that's not a real rule on the books. The governor has no right to do that. Well, that, that's the thing that bugs me and irks me about it. It's like, one, you're just making up rules as you go along, and two, I think Philadelphia is pretty much the same way. They're not enforcing it either for the most part. But, I mean, like the other thing that bothers me about it is like you're letting criminals out of prison. <laughs> For yeah. fear of infection, but somebody who refuses to wear a mask, you'll throw in jail where they could get infected? Really? Uh, <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Am yeah, I the only one that sees the asininess of it? <laughs> it's, it's different everywhere in the nation. That's what makes it so comical. It's like this this whole thing has really, to an unfortunate extent, like really exposed our weaknesses. Not just the political divide that happens every four years, but... All it takes is just a couple of people who want to anti-fact check or be, uh, you know, unruly or whatever. And look at all of this division that's happened within the country. If I was China, I would be looking at what's my next propaganda uh, campaign. How can we fuck these guys up without ever setting foot on soil? That's what I'd be looking at if I was them. That's exactly it. What about you, Andy? Any 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 funny COVID uh, (laughs) situations running around your area? Um, my situation has been probably least comical just because we're no longer considered a hot zone. So, I mean, I, you know, there's really not a whole lot going on here in New York, uh, to be honest. I, uh, I was on my way back from Pennsylvania yesterday and I drove through Manhattan and I was, I was prepared to go on a disaster tour. I mean, I was, I was driving around the city and, you know, I, I've, I've got my windows up, my doors locked, and I'm looking around, trying, you know, just waiting for somebody to like jump and like throw paint at my car or like beat the shit out of me because I'm white or, uh, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing happened. I mean, dude, everyone's just sitting outside eating their thirty dollars salads like they were five months ago. I mean, yeah, is, is, people is, are wearing masks, but that's literally the only thing. That's the only difference. What part is of it, what it, part of Pennsylvania? The streets, are the streets bearer of action and traffic at least, or is it just like everything? It's not the set of Walking Dead anymore. Everything's back to normal. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's as busy as I remembered it being. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's still people out, but you know, driving along the West Side Highway where it was normally, you know, uh, just uh, just nonsense. Was, I mean, it was just crazy. Lots of traffic, lots of people walking their shitty little dogs, and I mean, just <laughs> none of that. It was, um, 
you know, it was pretty tame, you know, like okay. you could tell there was no tourists, you know, it was just all the locals on their city bikes and that was really it. it it's a, it's amazing. Some of these places were, you know, like they're super tourist attractions and now they're basically ghost towns other than the residents. But Florida still keep pumping along. <laughs> like the weir the weirdest and funniest shit is coming out of Florida almost on a daily basis. And, and everyone just keeps going there. They're like, fuck it. If they're doing it, I guess we'll go down there and do it with them. Well, look, I mean, most of the things in like Philly, uh, I can't speak for the rest of the state, but, but like for like in Philly, it, it, it's predominantly locked down in, in some of the more, more uh, uh, I'm trying to be politically correct about this, the, the bad lands, the bad neighborhoods. But it's also in Center City. In the suburb areas, the worst I've dealt with personally was driving uh -huh. through a bunch of uh, rich, preppy, uh, Catholic college kids standing around with Black Lives Matter sign in Montgomery County. Now, people from, from southeastern Pennsylvania, you know Montgomery County. It's, it's predominantly white. <laughs> so you got a bunch of, like, snob-nosed college kids virtue singling the whole time. To nobody, because there, I don't even think there are black people in the area where that college is. <laughs> you know, but they, they try to act all big and bad while they're yeah, sitting there drinking their Starbucks so coffees and te texting <laughs> on their iPhones. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joke. <laughs> did, did you see the... Uh, it, it, uh, you know, how they're doing it differently and everything everywhere, but you know, like in Texas, I'm I'm looking at the lighter Joe. Joe, my co-host, came back home for the Fourth of July. That's something we haven't talked about since the last time me and you talked, Stoli. But um, Joe was able to come back home. They spent a week here. We did Fourth of July. We blew a bunch of shit up. It was fun. They left me a lighter with a you know the Texas emblem on it because I claim Texas, and then it says a little slice of paradise with a slice of uh, jalapeno on it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they didn't, they haven't released anybody. They've even held their test results. So that way they could have like a pop of 10,000 in one day and all this other crazy shit, but they're not releasing everybody, but California turned loose of like 20,000. So, it, and, and then in Arizona where Joe actually lives, whenever they drew back everything, whenever they drove back, everything went into a full 100% lockdown again. Like the day they got back from fucking vacation, so they left during quarantine and then went back to fucking full lockdown. Well, that Crazy. that's the funny thing. Like, like again, my governor uh, Tom Wolf, who, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an SJW for a minute. You know, all the people that say not my president for Trump, he's not my governor. I didn't vote for him, but uh, <laughs> because I live in the state he governs, he's my governor. Um, <laughs> yeah. That asshole wants everybody to wear a mask as soon as they step out of the house. Doesn't, like, if I want to sit in my front porch by myself, by his reasoning, by law, I should have a mask on or I could go to jail. Yeah, and that's the we really weird thing about this. I, uh, Andy, it sounds like you do a little bit more traveling and everything. And if you've got friends in other states, tell me what you're hearing back on this. Because the, the crazy thing is that they have found that... Uh, exposure to vitamin D and UV lighting are one of the 100% ways to make sure you don't get it and it kills it. Like those are the two things that they have proven every time they reprove something new. These are the facts that come out again and again. 86% of the people who have died from it were very vitamin D deficient. And if you want to fight it, have high vitamin D, 
take some fucking vitamins, go out in the sunlight, but they're wanting to keep everybody, the keeping everybody in part is just so weird, and it just makes such a fucking really weird, wild time for everybody, because people aren't handling it well in certain areas, and in some cities. Well, has anybody has anybody caught Dr. Fauci, you know, the biggest voice and advocator for, like, masks and, and, and the quarantine shutdown and, and the second wave that we need to all put this, uh, the country back in lockdown, sitting at a baseball game without his mask on? Uh, yeah. It, I saw that one. Yeah. It, <laughs> he, he was, he's there with... Uh, He's there with his wife and a kid, I believe, and uh, and they're wearing masks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got his mask pulled down. In one picture, the wife and the kid have theirs on. I'm sure they entered that way, but I mean, if you look at the picture, if you pull back wide, there's nobody within a hundred seats of them. And if they live together, then based on everything he has said, he's he's following what he has said. It's just everyone caught him in a picture of public with his mask off, which is a bad optic. Well, that that that's that's where I was going to be fair with it. Is like you know he might have been in the middle of getting ready to eat or something like that, and you can't eat with the mask on or take a drink with the mask on, you know. So that that is fair. And like you said, he's around family. But there's a lot of rulings, and I don't know how you guys are in your 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 neck of the woods, but there's a lot of rulings that just that they don't make sense to me. Rioting is okay, but you can't go to a bar. And if you do go to a bar, if they allow open bars or open outdoor <laughs> bars. You know, COVID will get you if you stay open past ten thirty at night. Um, you have to wear a mask. State, we haven't we haven't changed the hours, and you know, because I I bartend, so I, I'm dealing with this. You know, like full exposure with all of it. We had a case come up at the bar. One of our customers had it, and um, uh, because most of it is pool and dart activity, what they've done to get around the governor's fucking ruling is they said, okay, every night is a tournament. So now they're all competing in a sporting event, so they don't have to wear their masks. Nice. <laughs> but, that, that you know, there's some there's some other things that don't make sense to me either, like restaurants. <laughs> restaurants do not make sense to me. They really don't. I'm happy to be able to go into a restaurant, sit down, and have a meal. But is it is it only me that finds it retarded that when I walk into the restaurant, I have to have a mask on? When I get taken to my booth or whatever, I have to have a mask on. When I'm ordering my food, I have to take my, ma- uh, you know, put my mask on. As soon as the ordering is done, I can take my mask off, and I'm safe in the same building around the same environment. Yeah, and now, yeah that's and now fucking crazy. Food in where there may or may not be someone wearing a mask in the kitchen because you go get to watch your food be prepared. You don't. I went know. to a. I went to a. So it's it's uh, it, it's all these half measures are so weird. Yeah, well, I went out to dinner. Um, yeah probably about two weeks ago and we sat down in what what we were originally told was an outdoor area turns out it's totally indoors it's just it's got glass ceilings so we're sitting there and i'm looking around and the waitresses have masks on no one else has a mask on and like i said to her i'm like is this really necessary and she's like yeah unfortunately those are the rules so i mean i can you know the whole thing was just such a joke like we're all just by the end of the night we're all laughing about it you know twirling our masks around throwing them at each other and like you know the, and the waitress i mean she understood how ridiculous it was too i mean she was going along with right. it but of course you know just i mean she has to keep her job so she has to follow like the, the stupid and restaurant that, rules the crazy, that's the really fucked up thing is if you're in the service industry then we know we've had these rules explained to us inside and out you've had visits from the health department You've got letters from the governor, and you have to check off all your boxes. I did this, I did this, I did this. 
And then there's the threat of if the health department or excise comes in and they find people without their mask wearing appropriately, then it's up to a $5,000 fine to the establishment. It's a mark against your ability to get a liquor license, which is controlled by excise. So now the people who police alcohol, tobacco, uh, now they're controlling who wears masks also. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this. If you were Dr. Fauci, right, and because everything you say carries so much weight, I mean, you can literally say whatever you want, and there will be, not everyone will be on board, but many, many people, okay? If you had that type of responsibility, would you go around telling people that your jizz cured coronavirus? No, right? So fucked up. And because <laughs> there's because a lot of people who would go down on him probably would be fine. And then and then everyone would be like, you see, you see, they they sucked off the old man and now they're fine. Let's get I in hope- line. I posted in Star in, in a Star Wars group I'm a member of. There was a uh, someone did a really good Photoshop job. It looked like a breaking news story. Uh, uh, giving head cures COVID, and uh, there you go. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's in the right position for it. Right what now, the fuck does that have to do with Star Wars? I mean, I'm all for it, right on. But what's that got to do with Star Wars? Wait, we'll do the seven degrees of bake, uh, seven, seven degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon for this real quick. Uh, yeah, you go to a movie theater to see Star you Wars. Before. You get head in the movie theater. You come in her mouth. You can't leave it on the floor because it makes it sticky. And the popcorn and the soda already makes the floor sticky. So when she swallows it, it gives her the immunity to the coronavirus. There it is. Star Wars leads to cure coronavirus. I found it. Actually, what they did was they put they, they salt, put butter, it. and cum. <laughs> they put a, they put a challenge on to uh, just post the tenth picture on your camera roll, and I just so happened to save that picture when I saw it. And I was like, all right, here's what you get. So, <laughs> I mean, coincidentally, the tenth picture in my camera roll, no matter how, every tenth picture is a dick pic, so I'd be in trouble. No, oh, nice. <laughs> just just uh, before you share it, uh, go into your settings and change the contrast where it's like green or red, so that way you could just be like, look, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> Put like an afro on it. Do like do you have like a, a running theme? We're dressing up, yeah. Like Mr. Potato. Pair of sunglasses yeah. on it. That'd be awesome, <laughs> dude. I Where were we? <laughs> I do not want to go to your Pornhub page. Uh, so, that's but, uh, <laughs> he does co- <laughs> his own. His only fans page is him fucking cosplaying his cock. <laughs> Guess the celebrity. These <laughs> <laughs> different outfits. Like, I got painted like Guess a Joker. Guess little super Howry, super Howry outfits. Here he is a Spider-Man. Here he is. A, yeah. He gets all his girlfriends. <laughs> he gets all his girlfriends together, and they like, they scooch in real close, so their cooches are in there. And he just has his uh his dick dressed right. up in like a in a in a silk uh, bathrobe with a with a pipe. Look, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Howard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do the next day Stan Lee dressed in the same outfit <laughs> God rest God rest Stan Lee I don't even want to see how you do a Jim Henson impression <laughs> the balls are right, the Muppets awesome. anyway so uh, the other excitement <laughs> <laughs> that caught him late. Did you catch that? He was draw like, little arms on it, make it look like. Draw little arms on it, make it look like cart. I do what I want. 
No, 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 no. That's it. That's it. You, you, the dick is Jim Henson. The balls, you dress them up like the fucking Martian creatures in Sesame Street. Yep, 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 yep. Uh huh. Yep, 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 yep. There's definitely a bit in that. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, I got Ronald McDonald and the Fry Guys on the mind. <laughs> How did this show become about Andy's dick? <laughs> It's just we're, that big. It just was balls all along. We didn't know it. <laughs> Jesus. So Christ. working working in a bar, one of the more one of the more interesting things I've seen happen in a, in quite a while was I had an all out brawl Friday night. And uh, the moral of the story is is if you don't have the money in your pocket, guys, don't make fucking bets. Whenever people uh, in in the uh, pool hall that you're doing this at are very serious about the money they're gambling with. So I ended up having about a 15-person brawl break out in in this uh, in, in my bar on Friday night. It was great. I was at the bar till like 6 a.m. There was blood all over the place. There was fucking shit broke. People got hit with pull cues. Blah blah blah. It went down real big, bad, and in a hurry. And I used to be a, a bouncer at the strip clubs here, here in town, also. So you would think, oh, okay, cool. There's a guy who used to be a bouncer. He's just going to fucking break up everything and everything's going to be cool. Well, not when it's just one guy and there's 15 of them. And, like, if you're just the employee as a bartender, like, I can't get out on the floor and just fight motherfuckers. I have to, like, separate the fight and try to get them broke off on one side, that side, or whatever the case is, and try to get the piece going and tell them, you know, you got 30 seconds or I'm calling the cops, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, it, it it was like the craziest fucking thing. Like I wish I could get the video from my from the owner of the bar, just so that way I could put it on there because it had to look like the fucking Keystone Cops with three <laughs> of these groups of four fucking people all around the bar. This fucking shit's going on, and you're talking about a bar with like a capacity of like 275 people or so. So it's a decent sized place. And they, I mean, they, we, we fucked this bar up, and it happened over a, a, a pool pool match. They were doing a race to ten, and by the time it was over with, there was a four thousand dollars involved in the bet. And dude pulled out forty bucks out of his pocket. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> the fight was on, son. It was on from there. It was, uh, it was not good doings. Well, what, what what kind of a bar is it? Just a, a typical hole in the wall sports bar? Is it like a club? Is it what is it? It's a it's a private club. That's the great thing about it. This is uh, a, a nationally known entity. Okay, uh, so um, uh, it's it, a fucking it, Chili's. No, no, this is a, it's a private <laughs> club. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's some hot fucking pool action at Chili's. <laughs> So it, it's the it's the fraternal of eagles is is what it is. It's a national vet society, yada 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 yada. They do a lot of fundraising and everything. It's it's a it's a great place. But mostly during the night, whenever I'm working, is whenever all of the pool hall stuff is going on. And then you have dart tournaments going on, and then you know it, it's not the daily old timers that come in and drink bush light in the glass. These are the kids that come in all night and drink fucking whiskey and soda and whatever. And play pool while they're doing it. So, yeah, it's it's that kind of place. It's like two different worlds. During the day, it's like a very laid back, like there's 10 people in there maybe. And at night, I have to deal with 100 people by myself kind of deal. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. partial to the uh, to the daytime crowd. I like yeah, counties. Yeah. I like going in there and just sitting down with, like, some old drunk and having, like, 
Me four too. Manhattans with them. Whenever I go in early, I have a couple customers. I'm like, hey, how the fuck's it going? Tell me a story. And I get fucking the greatest stories ever. Exactly. And then, Andy, and then at night, it's fucking chaos. A- Andy, Andy's the guy that uh, likes the daytime, uh, the day shift workers at the strip clubs. He'll sit there and have conversations but, with the uh, with the uh, single moms, you know, with the with the pooches hanging out and all that. Hey, guess what I do with my dick on a on a, oh, yeah. a website? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my want to see my dick? I got some new Chanel's. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this cool slideshow on my phone here. Check it out. <laughs> well, they don't have the same kind of food at night. That's when they start pushing the right. booze. So you're not going to get the same buffet. You know, you got to go there at like 2 p.m. for the meatballs. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Scars. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I'm scared to death of strip clubs. I am. I, I really am. I, I wasn't before. I just never liked going because to me it was like uh, it was like window shopping. Why? There's, why? There's something wildly exotic. In- but but I mean, like it was always like window shopping. Like I lived behind <laughs> a strip club at one point. There's something mildly exotic about. About what? Uh-huh. Mildly exotic about what? There was something mildly exotic about the strippers having to wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> about the strippers having to wear masks. That's cute. Cover everything. <laughs> uncover everything but your mouth. <laughs> Let the other lips talk. <laughs> That's all right. I, you know what? You know what? With the chain shortage, it seems like they're trying to push us all to uh, to, to credit card. How are strippers supposed to get tipped? Bend over. Well, is this where I swipe it? Yeah. <laughs> where do I stick it for the chip? But I mean, you know, strip clubs. I lived behind a strip club at one point in my early 20s, and I would sit out and, and bullshit with the girls when they were on a break, you know, in the back of the thing, because the, the back of the club was literally next to my side yard to, to where I was living. And Brilliant. But they always ask me, it's like, why don't we ever see you in here? You live right next door. Why don't you ever come in? And I told them straight, to me, it's like window shopping. It's like, look, you know, why would I spend a whole lot of money to go look at shit I can't have to come back home and do for free what I uh, do, what I could have done for free just using my imagination? And not only that, my bathroom window faces your dressing room. True. <laughs> and besides that, goddammit, that's someone's daughter. <laughs> That's where that's where I was gonna go with fear. Is like you know back back in the day it was just you know I, I I wasn't really into it. Now I'm scared to death of them because I'm a father, and I'm scared yes. of like I it's wonder so about weird. this, and, and especially yeah. especially with being a father of a daughter, you know of a girl. I'm always scared that one day like I don't know how guys will be able to do it. Like how many of you out there have walked into a strip club like you're avid strip club goers, and you walk into a club and like there's your daughter. Working. <laughs> yeah, there's a mental. You, know, you ever go in there and start telling them about your kids? They eat that shit up. There's a, they there's... think it's so cool that you're a dad. Yeah. Like, they really, <laughs> they never had one. So for them, like, they love hearing that kind of shit. They eat it up. Like, you try to, like, they're like, so what does your daughter look like? You know, like, oh, she's blonde and she has fucking great blowjob lips. And she's like, that's so cute. <laughs> Dude, you describe your daughter that way? Right, <laughs> <laughs> sir. No, I, I'm careful of who's in earshot. What's your daughter look like? Oh, she looks like an ogre. <laughs> no man would ever want to touch her. That's the way she looks. That's the, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Stay away from my kid. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like whenever, whenever my daughter turned to be like 20, 21, that was like pretty much the end of that shit for me. Because, like, during her teenage years and everything, it was starting to get weird. And then whenever she was of age to be at bars, and I'm like, 
oh my God, all of my daughter's friends who I knew since they were like 14 or whatever, I could run into them at bars now. So yeah, it's like very weird now <laughs> having a daughter that age. And, and and there's some guys who are just able to like disconnect it mentally and still fucking, they're still balls, balls deep in everything they can find. And, and I'm like, go for it, brother. That's cool. But yeah, I, I can't do it. That's weird. I, I I'll tell you what I I just I don't get it because because I mean like you got that's got to be on the back of your mind, you know because of the fact that like like I said I'm thinking about it now my kid's 11 so I I know I've got some years before I got to worry about that, but like that's got to be in the back of your mind when you have an 18 plus year old daughter, and especially in today's climate where yeah. you know sex and shame just kind of don't exist anymore. Like, to give you an example, I'm friends with a lot of family members on, on Facebook, and, like, it creeps me out that I watched this one second cousin, you know, uh, I'll, just, I'll just call her B for now, because I'm not going to out her real name. Um, you know, B, um, I watched her grow up. When my cousin had her and, and, and raised her and everything, I watched her grow up. And now I watch her post these sexy, scandalous-ass pictures talking about dirty-ass things that I would never even say to a girl I'm doing those things to. <laughs> you know? And I'm just sitting there like I'm torn. That's repulsive. Send it, me the link. Yeah. Right, I, need, I need this link so I can censor. <laughs> I have to make sure it is... It's, and I know I'm sounding like a prude, and 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 I probably, should, but I mean like it's so hard to like look at people that you watch grow up. It's a weird, it's a weird line to walk. It is. Yeah. It is such a weird, and it's funny because it's because the you mentality. Got a, you've got a niece or a second cousin who's a full-on smoke show, and it's like I remember you in diapers. Like, but when did this happen? But here's here's the funny thing. Like I even I even do it. Find myself doing it now with people I don't. Uh, I don't even know, but I, I look at these girls and, like, you know, 20-year-old me who gave no fucks whatsoever would have been all about that shit. 43-year-old me is like, that's somebody's kid. You know what I mean? And, and like, when does that switch happen? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know when it happens to us. I think it just yeah. depends more on the person, really. I don't know. Like... I, I, I don't know, like, I, I look at it like, you know, they're they're 18. I mean, yeah, I guess you did watch them grow up, so, like, that part's weird, even if it's, like, your friend's kid, yeah. you know, and you're not blood-related or anything like that. Um, I think it just depends on the person. I don't know, I feel like uh, I could probably look past that. Well, yeah, and there and there and and there's, like, a certain point, not for everybody, but there's, there is a certain point for a lot of guys where that kind of, that kind of there's a, a switch that gets flipped or something. And it's just a weird thing to look at. You did, don't get me wrong; I still look at it. <laughs> but, oh, I look at I look at it too. But it's social media, yeah. social media has, has definitely put it out. I mean, it's, it, it's it's not like talking about like you're walking through the mall one day and you see, you know, a gaggle yeah, of yeah, of, of you know late teens, early twenties, and you're just like mm, nice ass, you know, or whatever. It, it, it's social media, they're they're damn near slutting it up. Like they're, I mean, depending on which social media, Facebook tries to keep it clean, but. Twitter, you can find porn. You know, there's no, well, there's no if, answer, but you can find porn in, to, on Twitter. And these oh, girls... TikTok is just straight up porn. Yeah. TikTok, Tumblr, Twitter, they're all porn. They're all porn. They're free also, porn. Also, all three of us have shows. 
all, all three of us having shows, you've gotten the invites or the friend or, you know, people trying to flag you down or sliding into your DMs where, you know, these are Facebook hookers or Twitter hookers or whatever. I mean, we've gotten those, right? I'm, uh-huh. I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah. In wrestling, we call them ring rats. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? It's fucking crazy. Not, dude. I show them to my wife. I'm like, look, here's another Facebook hooker. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's uh, just... <laughs> I, will, I will honestly say I have interviewed... Uh, couple episodes back on Breaking the Fourth Wall, I have interviewed a girl who makes a living off of her OnlyFans page. Mm-hmm. Nice, intelligent girl. Hey, and one of the first questions... totally cool. The OnlyFans is cool because everybody's going there and they're willing to pay for it. But the ones who are actively seeking you out, like it's like, these girls are thirsty to get in your wallet. But no, like, here's, the, here's, here's the thing I don't understand, and I, I even asked this of her. I'm like, how are you making money? <clears throat> like, okay, you're, you're a gorgeous girl. Of course, people are going to want to come see you do what you do but how are you making money when porn is so fucking free today you got Pornhub and uh red to you know red to like the response it's it's weird how do you make money off of it today well because you're not making a connection with the girls that you watch on you porn but i mean those girls are actually making a connection with these guys so like they may only have let's say a thousand fans and these guys are like diehard fans and they so, all pay her ten bucks a month. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and because she replies to them, and whenever it's a live cam action, whatever it is she's doing, because a lot of these girls will just stand there and just model fucking swimsuits, and dudes pay ten bucks a month for it just to see a shot of that ass, whatever. Right. And, and I mean, these girls, I mean, like there's comedians who are doing this right now because they can't get on stage and they were making money at the Laugh Factory or at the store, and now they're not. So, like, there's a couple of them. There's one girl who's doing uh, st- her stand-up routine, and she does it topless. She's turned it into, like, this burlesque thing that she's doing. So she's kind of like that. Like 15, she's she's kind of like the like female 15. version of that uh, dude, the machine. Because <laughs> he's walking around topless doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> the, one, the one about the, 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 Ru- uh, the Russian mafia train robbery. <laughs> that yeah, guy yeah, like 15,000 subscribers per episode now and she's and I mean like yeah fuck it if you could do it if you could do it do it fuck it right now I mean get your yeah and that's awesome dude I, I don't know fucking whatever more power to them you know if you're gonna find a way to capitalize on stuff like that on the internet I mean I know that there's there's certain consequences with uh, making those types of decisions you know I mean some at some point down the line, right. like Stalkers those tits are going to turn like into that. slices yeah. of pizza, and nobody's going to pay to see them anymore. And then she's going to have to get a real job. And then they're going to say, "Well, what have you been doing for the past twelve years?" And she's like, "Oh, I, I used to show these things off, and now, <laughs> I guess now I'll be making pizza." Well, to quote Ron <laughs> White, it doesn't matter if they're hanging to the floor; you still want to see them. If I was her, I would show my bank. If I was her, I would show. I would show my bank statement and be like, well, I made one, $1.8 million. How about you, bro? <laughs> but that, that, that's kind of my point. Like, sex, we all know sex sells. You know, the porn industry has always made money because sex, even when it was completely taboo, sex sold. You know, whether it was strip clubs, whether it was yeah. uh, 900 numbers. Whether, whatever, yeah. yeah. Now that it's so accessible and free, I got to imagine their bottom lines are dropping. Because why am I going to pay you a whole bunch of money for shit when I can go see it for free? You know what I mean? Or am I completely off base here? There's just a whole group. There's just a, a very large group of guys that will respond to just the personal action that they get off of it. If she if she says, "Oh hi Rick, dude," got all of the acknowledgement. He that was that's worth his ten bucks a month. I promise you. There's. 
there's a huge group of, of dudes out there like that. No, you may be yeah, right. I agree with that. I think the the, the personal <coughs> attention and that little bit of extra, you know, flirting with like, especially throwing yeah. a game in there. I mean, you, you throw you throw a little bit of Bitcoin at these girls on like through like a bait type of site, and they, I mean, that's it. You know, they, they own you for pretty much yeah. until you got no money left to throw at them. And it, and they're good at it. And the dudes they mention by name, you know, like there's a five dollar tip, blah blah blah. I mean, fuck. You can pull up clips of it on fucking Pornhub, and and then they, that's how they pull you in. Then the next thing you know, you're talking to a chick. There's tons of guys out there like that. I guess, I guess you're. Right. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that, but I'm. You know, like I, I, I just worked in the strip club so long, dude, that, that, that I just know just tons of guys throw the money, man. Imagine how oversaturated the market would be if it were the other way around. Right? <laughs> like, like the three of us would literally, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. All no. three of us would be in front of a camera masturbating yeah, right I'd now. Be, I'd be like, too busy showing someone my dick, I guess, yeah. Like, there, that's yeah. the thing, like, with, with OnlyFans and shit like that, with OnlyFans and shit, there is guys who do it too. But do, do you think they make the same amount of money? Like, is there just as many thirsty women out there? Like, oh yeah, baby. Play with them balls. <laughs> let me let me see let me see the poop shoot, baby. I mean, there's dudes with sights. <laughs> yeah, there's dudes there's dudes with sights, but I don't know if they're catering more towards the dudes or how much you know how much the female action part of that actually is. Because I mean, let's face it. I mean, they they get everything they want for free if they want it. I mean, is it weird? Would it be weird they for do. a guy? Would it, would it be weird for a guy to do it like? I don't know. It's not, it, maybe it's because of the straight man mentality of myself here, you know. But like, Chris, if you tell me tomorrow you're going to have a you, you a fans only page, you're going to do blah blah blah. I'd be like, well, brother, get paid. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But under, understand what I mean. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure no one would even care. No, but here, no, no. But here's like my you point. Go on the job interview, they'd be like, Chris, what have you been doing for the last five years? I see there's nothing on your resume. You're like, I've been jerking across in front of a camera. What's it to you? They're yeah. Like, no, yeah no. No worries. I'm sorry I asked. You got the job. Yeah. Just don't Just shake my hand. <laughs> I would Fist do bump. it. I would do it. Just nobody wants to see my old fat ass in front of a camera, but naked. Trust me. Again, there may be a fetish for it. Who knows? But I, I, the, is it, is it for, for me, maybe the mentality is, you know, is, is being, uh, you know, an old straight guy. But is it weird? Like, I know women are fine with being naked on camera and having guys watch them. And I, that most of them are fine with, like, knowing that lesbians or, or women are checking them out, too. But I, on the opposite end of the coin, guys, like, it's not just women checking you out. You know that, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that yeah, that's what I was, I was saying. But, you know, I mean, with the, there's a world population of 7 billion people. If I want to charge 10 bucks, I, I guarantee it, there's 1,000 people out there. I'll, I'll take 10 grand a month. If I had something to fucking show, <laughs> that's it. And 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 women, you know, like it blows because women could be creative with it. They've got toys they got with it. They can do different positions, you know, and and you know they can use sexy lingerie or non-sexy sexy lingerie, change areas in the house, and like and, and keep it fresh and original. Guys are basically just plop, spread eagle, just start stroking. Like, what else do you do? (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I think I think you might be sounding like an old straight guy, probably. Yeah, I'm probably oh, no. sounding like an old straight guy. <laughs> Maybe I need to start watching some guy porn and find out what they do. It's research. <laughs> yeah, if you kids walk in on you watching that, you're like, this is research. Daddy's not gay. <laughs> This is a long-term investment. <laughs> this is how Daddy's going to pay for your college tuition. I get no complaints. <laughs> That's right. You know how some dads day trade well. This is a <laughs> Dad never went to college. <laughs> Look how I turned you out. See that guy. You know there's a motherfucker out there who's, who's had this good happen. Oh yeah, there's there's a dislike getting hit on the YouTube video right now because motherfucker, how dare you make fun of the way I make a living? <laughs> hey, it's an honest living. I'm not knocking it. Yeah, get paid, dude. Go ahead, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Look, it, it just goes to prove that capitalism's the greatest thing in the world. You can do anything and get paid. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's a market mm -hmm. for anything out there. There really is. You know, people people who bitch about people who bitch about our society. Just think about it. You can mm -hmm. get paid to sit in front of a camera and jerk off and make a living <laughs> off of it. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw on Wish this weekend. I saw on Wish, I, and I posted it because every once in a while I do a Good Morning Fuckers and put something really obscene on on Facebook just to see what happens. And this morning it was um, uh, Wish is selling a full-on meth kit. It's a full laboratory for $119, 24 pieces. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. I did see that. And at first I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I saw the, 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 the you know, scroll down and saw the actual picture. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's really on there for $119. If you want to wait like three months to get the shit shipped to you, you can get a full-on fucking meth kit and be your own Breaking Bad dude. Man, if you're bitching about not having a job or the unemployment benefits running out, there's your kit, bro. You're cool. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think I think we should add that mentality to people that like are fucking grifting or not grifting, but uh, panhandling on the side of the road. You know the yeah, ones that drug dealers. No, 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 not the drug dealers. I'm going. I'm still on the fans only thing. I'm talking about the stroking. <laughs> Like I bet, I bet they'd fill their little fucking cups faster if they put down the cardboard sign and just start fucking beating it on the side of the highway. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> God, you know there there is this one girl who is always, and she's not very attractive, but she, I mean, a young girl nonetheless, and she's right at the exit when I get off to get home from work, and I see her every day, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, God damn, like. You're you're fucking you're, you. You got to be like 24, 25 years old, like and not completely busted yet. And it's like, why are you on the street? Yeah, like what are you yeah. doing? Like you're you're already showing people your face. Like everyone knows you're like that's that girl. She stands there every day and with like her stupid cardboard sign. Like dude, you got three wormholes. What the fuck? Again, and, and the weird the weird thing about that is 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 like you know because in L.A. and, and San Francisco, it's such a fucking problem. And they they've done a lot of a lot of studies on it and everything and, and they they were fine I think the number they said was like seventy two percent were like super catastrophic events that happen at home and so you know whenever I see those people I don't give them money because I don't want to enable because I used to work at a liquor store and I, the people I dealt with the endless parade of human debris of people bringing me quarters for fucking shots of ninety nine cent vodka and whatever because they're out panhandling for it like I won't donate to the cause but like. 
if they're fucked up in the head, they're fucked up in the head. I and won't. I just, what do you do with them after that? There's you know? there's very few that I donate to, and it's never somebody standing there with a cardboard sign. You know, it's like I'll, I'll donate to the firefighters who have the food out because they're you know they're raising money for Children's Hospital or a veteran. You know, something something that right. deals with the veterans. Of course, I'll, I'll help that out. But you know, I, I've watched things on uh, on television, and I've physically seen it myself from some of the panhandlers that hang around Roosevelt Boulevard where I live. You know, they they dress up in dirty clothes, and they, they you know they 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 look. Haggard. Oh, those people have houses. And yeah, they, those people have houses. And they, they climb. Down the oh yeah, they climb in the fucking Lex. And this is their job. This is what they do for a living, and they go home to a nice home where they have more shit than I get yeah. working forty hours a week. You know, and and it's like it, it's so hard. There's stories out there like that, for sure. Yeah, there was a, a lot of them. They do have homes. There was a bunch of kids in Colorado when I was living in Colorado. There was a bunch of kids that with a sign, and I thought they were protesting something for. Just trying to ignore him, like the, my girlfriend at the time and I were walking past and trying to ignore him. And the kid turned around and was like, "Hey, hey, hey! No, seriously, read the sign." I looked at the sign, you know, and it, it said, "The uh, will, you know, help, please help, God bless, and everything else." And then he flipped was the sign. Pot first started becoming legal there. No, it was still illegal. But uh, he flipped the sign over. He says, "You ever wonder where we got the money for the marker?" <laughs> <laughs> There is a lie, though. There was two. There, there was two people in Colorado. There was two people I would give money to just because their signs were one was honest and one was funnier than shit. I had to give money just just on props. The one sign, the, the funny sign that's, was that, uh, that's the, the the honest sign was "Why lie? I need a beer." And the one, <laughs> the one that just I, I I couldn't help it. The sign literally said "Need parts to repair my spaceship." <laughs> yes, that's my kind of guy. That's awesome. <laughs> I I want to party with that motherfucker. You know what? I don't I don't usually give to the cause, but you guys earned that one. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah, the guy with the spaceship, man. That's 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 my guy right there. Yeah, I read an article about this one guy from Colorado. Actually, he um, I guess for whatever, I'm sure he didn't give his his real name, but he was saying that he was. Uh, he would commute from the sur- suburbs into the city every day into Denver, uh, beg for money, and then commute back home. And his wife thought that he had an actual nine to five. This dude was clearing like fifty fifty grand a year cash. And so that's that like it. an eighty thousand dollar a year job, yeah. Huh? I always, I always that, laugh at the ones. Awesome. I always laugh at the ones they 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 sit there and they panhandle and they've got the nice backpack and they've got like you know. Like an bottles, iPhone. bottles of water and shit like that, and they're they're sitting there with the cardboard sign and everything else, but they're in clean uh, name brand clothes and sneakers. I'm like, you know, fresh haircut, sh- clean shaven, or or you know, like the girls' their hairs are, you know, their hair is dre- you know brushed back and shit like, like get the fuck out of here! You ain't even trying. You know? <laughs> the, the ones with phones that always uh, pisses me off because I mean, I mean, like you have to pay a phone bill, right? So, no, I'm not going to donate to your fucking phone bill. No one's donating to mine. Right. right. <laughs> Need money for Robux. So, uh, uh, onto a, a, like a, we don't have this show anymore, Chris, but as a member of the Tinfoil Hat Society, uh, what do you guys think about 
the government admitting to the UFOs and, 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 and uncovering a craft that is not of this planet. Is, is that legit? It is 100% legit. And it is not in the news cycle because of everything else that's going on. Whenever they, whenever Pentagon first released their papers, it was in the news cycle for about 18 fucking hours. This happened at like June 22nd. And then since then, uh, they have they they have released there has been because of the Freedom of Information Act, uh, the documentation has come out that they unearthed a craft that was described to President Reagan as not being from this earth. So these facts are out there and nobody's fucking talking about it. How do you feel about that? I I haven't talked about it because <laughs> I did I saw something on Facebook and you you got to take what's on Facebook with a grain of salt. Like even half the shit I share politically. I take with a grain of salt because of the fact that it's yeah, like, you know, yeah, no, no, this I've, I've done research on this. These are, these are true things. So, so I haven't talked about it because I, first off, I didn't hear much about it. I heard, you know, one or two little conspiracy right. theories that's about it. Good. And that was about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah, you know, conspiracy that's, that's theory the about aliens yeah. and other news, water is wet. I mean, you know, yeah, it, 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 but it, I mean, that's a weird thing for the Pentagon to release those papers talking about i mean they've proven bob lazar was correct 39 years ago uh, uh admiral nair he, he was correct and all of these other guys from the army and everything and all these uh, all these all these guys who have, who have talked about it, they've proven all of it to be correct and nobody's talking about it. really we're not talking about this we're not talking about there's it because no- it's there there's the you know again this is this is back into political aspect but the reason we're not talking about it is because it's being buried this is something this is something that like you know that's, i hate i hate to go star trek on you but this is the type of shit that literally could unite the planet realizing we're not alone all the naysayers realizing they're wrong all the believers going we fucking told you you know or whatever else it would unite the planet but they don't want that <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That's the point. The fact that it's been so buried in the news cycle that people haven't really been able to have an intelligent conversation about it. Because, I mean, we've spent the better part of an hour on here. We we bullshitted about sports and bars and COVID and everything has been a reoccurring thing. But in not talking about this and in not like Sam Tripley's the only person who's fucking talking about this. You can't. They didn't even talk about it for 10 minutes on, on Fox or CNN. Or any of the other news organizations, so it was completely, legitimately fucking buried. And like, as as citizens of Earth, we're not fucking talking about this. <laughs> I think people are just over it. People have been bullshitting about aliens for years, and now everybody's so skeptical of it. There's like, there's a very small portion of the the community that actually right. even cares or, or believes it anymore. I think it's just not enough of a sexy story to sell. It's so much easier to sell everything else you know, that's going on. Funny, funny thing that you bring that up, because in October of 2019, there was this new virus that was in China, and everybody was making fun of bats. And it wasn't a sexy story to tell. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the major thing about it. Most rational thinking human beings... You can make an argument like, okay, you can make an argument over over political stances, whether it's left or right, and you could rationalize it any way you wish. You could do the same thing with religion, whether you believe there's an invisible man in the sky that cares about your life, or if you care, <laughs> right. or, or, yeah. or if you think that this is all just a, a cosmic joke and we were, we were born and nothing happens afterwards, and you can't really argue the points. But come on, in this vast universe, 
in millions of galaxies where they all have similar setups in some way, shape, or form where planets are living in life uh, zone area for life as we know it. And I use the term as we know it. How arrogant do we have to be to not concede to the fact that there is other intelligent life out in the universe? Yeah, that's a Leonard Nimoy quote from 1983. He was attributing that to Carl Sagan. And uh, the, the fact is the, that we've had this tech and now the government has admitted it. And we're, we're too sidetracked by a lot of shit to actually zone in on something that is of world importance, like you just said. This is something that could unite the planet. But it, it, that has been buried and, and squashed and, and being cycled out of, the, out of the news cycle. There's a lot of things to talk about about it, but that's totally besides the point. Well, the fact that it's just not being talked about is just mind-blowing to me. And Andy, I didn't mean to like sound like I was trying to be sideways whenever I said the you know the virus with bats wasn't sexy. No, no, and you're right, and it's, it's, it's very true, legitimate man. point though. No, it's very true. I mean, look, I'm not downplaying it. I've I've always been one to to say that I I'm not saying that there isn't intelligent life. I do believe that there is life out there. I think it would be fucking insane to say that we are the only thing that exists in this universe beyond you know rocks and water. But I think, I mean, I'd be curious to know because I haven't read into this like you have. So, I mean, they found this, uh, this vehicle, right? Which yeah, hit me with made it. of like non-manned parts or whatever. Was there anything in it? Did they, did they, do they have ownership of this vehicle or they just have like, they so saw it? you've heard, you've heard of, uh, Area 51 and S4 or, sure. have you, okay. Okay. So Area 51, everyone knows about, but the actual testing site there is named S4. And uh, the craft has been there for approximately 40 years. And these are the projects that Bob Lazar worked on where he also saw eight other spacecrafts at the testing site. And now all of this information and the flight footage coming in, in close time in, in the very close proximity with F-19s right off the coast of Sandy fucking Ago, right off the coast of the United States, less than 90 miles off the coast, they had an interaction. And all of this has been pub published and all of the commander's references to it, all the way up to Pope's, all of this documentation is out. And so it just, yeah, just very, very heavy shit, man, for people not to be talking about Maybe that's why they're not talking about it. Well, let me, well let, me, let, me, let me ask you uh, two questions. One is to go back on the, yep. point, the point that I was saying about uniting the Earth. Like, can you imagine how small and insignificant all of our bitchings and moanings that are going in this world right now about like you know oh president trump or oh black lives matter or oh whatever how piddly it would be and and, and self self-righteous it would seem to us if we knew there was intelligent life out there and 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 the world like the world knew it and accepted it like it was reported out look this is real there are aliens there they are you know type deal where we realize yeah, we are not alone a, on this little marble, how much it would change the mentality of everybody on this planet. It, you know, again, it sounds it sounds Star Trekian. Gene Roddenberry, when the Vulcans came down, all of a sudden fighting stopped on Earth. You know, it, it, I know it sounds like that, but it, it's not too far from the truth. If we knew there was other, do you know where Gene Roddenberry? Do you know where Gene Roddenberry wrote his first Star Trek story? Uh, in a brothel. <laughs> he was a horn dog. Evansville, Evansville, Indiana, the town I live in. <laughs> was it a brothel? <laughs> I know he's a hornball. No, but uh, you know, but here, here's the question: if if we're gonna if we're gonna jump if we're gonna jump into this rabbit hole, 
if we're going to play conspiracy theories for for the UFOs for a minute here, since they're the fact that we have seen or or have ownership of of extraterrestrial vehicles, let's go a step further, and I'll, I'll use uh, movie examples for example. You think Area 51 does have uh, captured, whether live or dead, probably dead, aliens from, like, the New Mexico crash? Or, in turn, let's go men in black for a minute. With the advancements in technology, you think it was because we studied their technology, and that's what gave us microwaves and, and microchips and I fucking think, Velcro. I, I, think, I think that based on everything that I have read and what I believe, that the men in black theory is much more... A possibility than them having captured aliens because there's several talks of face uh, fake crashes blah 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 Putin was involved in, in in some shit years ago and then all the way back whenever Reagan was in um, fucking what's his face with the birthmark on his forehead Gorbachev uh, he was involved in some shit yeah 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 uh, he was involved in some shit that, and Reagan was involved in some shit and then going all the way back to uh, Lyndon Beach Johnson they were involved in shit whenever they started with McCarthy and the whole red thing and everything. So I think the men in black theory, because of advanced technology that we have been able to steal or gleam that, um, or use or borrow that's been given to us. I think the men in black theory is far more possible than the captured or dead alien bodies. If that makes sense, because what you're asking is more of a thesis than a question. (laughs) Well, right, but that that that's my point. It's like, do you think maybe some of the advancements? Because there's been hell of advancements. Thinking about in my lifetime, well, if you look at the past forty years, it's more than the past five thousand years. Are you serious? That's my yeah, point. Of course, that, it has to it, it has to be something that we have found. And uh, does that mean that the Russians found it first, which some people do think, or if we have found it and then we caught more, um, or more was given, uh, whatever? It doesn't. None of that really matters. But there's no way that you jump from steam technology to microprocessors in 70 years when before that the biggest jump was iron te- iron uh, swords to steam technology in 500 years it doesn't work that way mm, that's exactly right you know and i mean even 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 when we jump microchip you think about the fact of the days that like microprocessors took up a whole entire room now every year we have a phone that comes out that's more powerful than the last one it by leaps and bounds. The phone I'm, the phone I'm recording on right now, it, because it's the newest Apple, is literally twelve thousand times more powerful on microcomputing seconds than the space module we landed on the moon, supposedly. Twelve thousand times faster and stronger. Than Whoa! The wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't tell me you're one of those moon deniers. I always leave it up for an argument. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be don't be one of those people. Even the Mythbusters have proven that's real. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I have no. I have no say one way or the other. I just say supposedly because there's so many people who argue one way or the other. So I walk a line on that one. Although, although going back to finding UFO findings, it might explain why we've never gone back. <laughs> right? It could. It could. There are stories about that. Uh, uh, China, who actually did launch their last rocket and the fall of last year to go to the moon supposedly the egyptians uh leaked out information that they were going there to get water oh wow yeah so <laughs> what yeah yeah that's that's a true story bro that's a true a real story yes that is, that's a that that is a real uh like a- ap posted story <laughs> <laughs> it was 3 a.m they were parched <laughs> 
That is the equivalent of the fucking father says, I'm going out for cigarettes, I'll be right back. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, no, I mean that. Yeah, but so I mean, that's there's so it. many weird things out there, and everybody's focused on something. Like I, I, po- I, I did a, so- a, I call it a social experiment. I did a social experiment on Facebook, and I said, "What are the chances if we have a random gathering of a hundred people in the room?" that at least one of them is going to be a complete fucking moron. And everybody said, well, there's going to be a lot more than one. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I posted the math about all the testing on COVID and everything. And it was just really surprising to see all the responses because nobody got as heated as I thought they would have. It was kind of a trolling moment, but I just wanted to see how everybody would react to it. And it was, uh, it was very, very weird that people are much more accepting of the fact that I'm going to find a moron than I am an actual person who's been tested or died of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, come on, let's think, let's think about it for a second here. NASA gave up on the space program for the most, for, for all intents and purposes, NASA gave up on the space program, but Donald Trump created the space force. Like we needed military in space. And then so that's a great mini series for what your effing binge fans. I definitely highly suggest you watch it. Uh, but oh, what Space Force? <laughs> and then, and then on top of it, and then on top of it, you have a a business move, uh, technolo- technological mogul saying, "Fuck it! If NASA's not going to go into space, I will." Elon Musk is the man, dude. Yeah, yeah, but we seem to forget. Like Elon is the man. I'm not taking away from him, but remember the dude from Virgin uh, Virgin wanted to do it first. He was trying to do it. Yeah, uh, so he, he was trying to do it, but he wanted to commercialize it right off the bat, and he didn't have everything else plugged in as well as Elon was able to because of the electric car, digging the tunnels through L.A. He made all of these correct inroads instead of being an Englishman out of country to be able to connect with NASA and take over the projects. So he was able to basically privatize what was a public option. NASA still is an operation. They just worked with Elon. So he's been able to privatize it, and now it's part. NASA's basically his. They're a partner of his now. Well, that that's my point. Like, NASA gave up on its its own independent uh, thing, which, quite honestly, it was useless anyway. Oh, we fly a shuttle out to repair the space station and come back. Seven days, that's it. What happened to space exploration? Well, Did... we had a teacher blow up, unfortunately. And that derailed the whole fucking project. And, and we ever since then it's been the space station and just sitting still. And guess because what? We've had other tra- we've had other yeah. tragedies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they the Tom Hanks made a fucking movie about one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And, and but the teacher blowing up completely derailed all of that. Now we just sit up there because everyone's happy we're in space, but we're not doing anything to kill anybody again. I mean, you're sitting on. You know, 200,000 moving parts and a quarter ton of fucking rocket fuel all put together by the cheapest fucking bidder. And you think it's safe to blow people into space in it? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I thought I've thought long and hard about this. I have even as a kid. I would be more scared. And even even with I was in school when when that uh, ch- uh, the shuttle blew up, you know, that killed that teacher. I can't remember her name. Christy something or other. Um, but. I've thought about this long and hard, and I'm more scared of the landing than I am the launch. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
and that does it work that way with you for in a plane or a helicopter? Have you done a helicopter? Yeah, I've done helicopters and planes, and yeah, it's kind—it's of, kind of the same deal. I'm more scared of—I uh, get that feeling in the pit of my stomach more to, during the landing there than the takeoff. Be, there seems to be a lot less. There seems to be a lot less control when you're coming in than whenever you're taking off. That's what scares people the most, I think, because landing in a helicopter is probably the most frightful thing I've ever done, <laughs> other than like parachuting. But like landing in a helicopter you're just like totally defenseless and if you're in one of those little two-seaters they have the glass bubbles on the bottom and you can see the ground coming at you real fucking fast yeah that's kind of that's hard to deal with but that's like but you're talking about landing versus just falling in through the atmosphere right like right right but i'm thinking i'm thinking about the days of like the apollo thing where when they came back in they came back in in a a pod about as big as your bathroom and the only thing that's going to it landed going in the ocean. And, and, and the, ocean, and the only thing yeah. that slowed it down was three flimsy ass fucking parachutes. I think that would be where so, I was the okay, most so scared. It, the, okay, so here, here's my only question because before you poke fun at me, and I deserve it because I'm getting ready to probably verify what you're thinking, but them falling through the atmosphere with three flimsy parachutes, you think that they actually went up there and came back to it? <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> look I'll, I'll tell you straight out like people have wondered for years especially because of the wrestling and, and and all that you know they're like are you scared of heights it's like no no i'm not scared of heights at all aren't you scared to fall no i'm falling's fun it's a sudden stop it sucks yeah <laughs> yeah you know that's the only thing i'm concerned about is like like you said there's less lack of coming back to earth than it is going off whether it's an airplane whether it's uh jumping off the top rope or a helicopter or a space shuttle you know because we're past the rocket stage now we do shuttles and all that you know so you, you know well they're still prepared propelled by the same thing we the nazis invented in the 40s no but, I, yeah, I i know that but i'm saying as far as coming back rocket. they come back like an airplane you know they don't just drop out of the sky on parachutes they they glide in for the landing but at the same point you lose control then gravity's just going to do the rest you know what i mean right <laughs> and, and, and both you and i have fallen through the air like that and uh, andy i don't know if you have any past experience with with uh falling like that but it is the sudden stop that really suck no no experience i have zero balls <laughs> nah. it's zero stupidity is what it is <laughs> maybe that's it i don't know <laughs> it really is, you know. But I mean, it, 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 the fact the fact of the matter is, is that's something I've always thought about. Like, I would love to go up in space and 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 see the world that is round. All you flat Earth fucks, it is round. It is a ball. Okay, I would love to be able to see it. I would love to go to the moon. I want to actually step on the moon. You know, like like Neil Armstrong did. I want to. I want to be one of the first people to go to fucking Mars. The problem is, is that thinking about the fact of coming back <laughs> scares the shit out of me. <laughs> if they take you there, they got to drop you off kind of deal? <laughs> kind of. It's like a one-way trip. <laughs> but I, I think for most people, like, whenever they do commercialize, like, we've had this, the Concorde for, you know, going on almost 40 years now. And it flies at 50,000 feet at altitude at three times the speed of sound. Now take it to the next level, and at 80,000 feet, you have now broken the atmosphere, and you're able to see the curvature of the Earth, and you're in the big, you're not in outer space, but you're in space. 
Right. Whenever the first commercial space flights happen like that, I think that's going to be so gratifying for people that the next step or next evolution of space exploration is going to jump, accelerate like cell phones did. All of a sudden, the first one, and everyone had to have it, and now they have done nothing but advance it and advance it and advance it. And we're at that, that is the next point. Once we commercialize, and you don't have to go into outer space, you don't have to take a moon trip to be in fucking space. It would be so gratifying for everybody that it will, it will just jumpstart that next step of our evolution which is now we combine with machines and Elon's fucking, you know, his little neurosis thing. <laughs> he wants to plug a chip in everybody's head. All of that shit, like, it's going to happen and it's going to, like, really ramp up once that first commercial flight happens, I promise you. If it's within the next 10 years, okay, so be it. But whenever one whenever of those stock options becomes public, this would be like Walmart. If you don't put some money on it, you've missed the boat in a big, big fucking way. Well, it'd be so gratifying to the human race. Well, see, it's 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 it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned the microchip thing because uh, I'm I'm not a person that's interested in the microchip, but I am interested in going, um, you know, economically going moneyless, and, and you know, not needing to carry around like self identification and stuff like that. I've made that argument for years, and science fiction movies has held it for years that you could do that on one simple premise that we're all born with. You don't have to put a foreign object in anybody's body. Right, your DNA and your and your and your blood and everything. Your DNA, your, your fucking blood. fingerprint. Yeah, it's your fingerprint. Nobody so. else has your fingerprint. <laughs> having that and having you know that is it credits or is it space credits or is it a world fucking coin or whatever the case is because there has to be credits. There, there's going, you know, there has to be some use of it for a long period of time. We probably have another two, two to five hundred years of evolution to get away from a coin or counting system. We are two numbers based as people. We haven't got there yet. But it, it, whenever we do take that first, not Concord flight, but the next one that takes us over the eighty thousand foot level, and people are able to experience space for a minute, it, it's going to be just a huge revolution, a huge revolution. And, and I think we're probably less than 10 years away from it you know i think it's about to happen and when it does it'll be like a really cool thing to see our kids get to fucking deal with because our kids don't know anything about life without a cell phone try to explain a try to explain a fucking beeper to a 13 year old right now (laughs) (laughs) well you could write boobs (laughs) or or explain a payphone to a 10-year-old. Oh, I'm, I'm expecting you know? It's funny you mention that because I'm expecting it because uh, with the new Bill and Ted movie coming out, I intend to see it and I want my kids right. to see it. And of course, they yeah, got to see yeah, the other two first. Like, did everybody really used to use one of those? Yeah. <laughs> we used to actually drive around for a fucking hour to oh, call a drug dealer. Like, I, Dad used to call a drug dealer from a fucking payphone and hop in the back seat with a random stranger to buy weed. And now you just get to go to the drugstore and pick it up. Yeah, right. That's, that's, it's, that's the story. Yeah, it's, it's really weird, man. You went into the bad neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) You gave someone you don't know money, and you waited for 15 minutes, kind of chewing on your fingernail, hoping no one knows you're you're nervous, and now you just get to walk into the CBS and pick up two grams of Kush. You know, it's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Had to to drive five miles to go find a a dark alleyway to hook up with a hooker. Now I could just fans only. Remember (laughs) that one bridge, dude? That one bridge old guy got fucking knocked over on, and, and, and the house three miles up the road from it. That's where I got to go. But you got to wait at the gas station two miles up. Yeah, that fucked up shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, these kids have no idea, man. No idea. 
<laughs> I had a guy meet me in front of a 7-Eleven once. And uh, when I, I started walking towards him, and he was trying to be all inconspicuous, so he took the bag and shoved it into the coin return of the payphone and walked away <laughs> as I handed him a 20. Yeah. He shoved the, it in there the so no far, I stood there like an asshole for 15 minutes trying to dig this bag out from the coin return. <laughs> and not drop all the weed in it? Yeah, because it was probably all shake. Yeah. Dude, yep. there was this Cops one. Cops pulling up, they're looking at me. There was this time out in, uh, out in the woods, my cousin and I. We're standing out there, and we we had shake left. We had nothing, you know. And uh, using we we had papers, you know, obviously. But we had we had it, it was like the crumbs at the bottom of a of a chip bag. We were lucky if we got a <laughs> pinner out of it, you know. Type deal, yeah. You know, and and we're trying we're trying to roll this fucking thing up, and we all of a sudden out of the corner of our eye, we catch this dude walking up, scuzzball, all fuck looking. Right, this dude's been out in the woods for a while. And we get paranoid. Yeah, I don't know why, but we get paranoid. Like, hey, it could be a cop. Look, hide your shit, hide your shit. You know, put it away. Dude walks up. He's like, you guys got any papers? And my cousin and I just look at each other and we're like, oh, well, fuck it. And we yeah, handed him. probably got the best shit ever, yeah. We, we, we hand him a, a paper and he fucking reaches into his pocket and he pulls out this neon green nugget, like the size of a fucking turd. And just drops uh-huh. it on the paper and says, see what you can roll with that. This homegrown Hawaiian yeah. red hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's uh, yeah, like running into some real old school fucking hippie fucks. Like I grew up with all of that shit. Like um, they, uh, they had uh, whenever uh, Fleetwood Mac recorded that Tusk video at the Miami, Miami Stadium. Right. And they're, they're doing the march and everything. So my dad was in the horn section on that tour. So I'm being like carried around in a papoose with all these crazy hippies from like 1973, 74, 75, like trolling around the fucking country with them and just like dealing with them after the fact, like the first time I got into weed or the first time I got caught drinking. And it was one of the old school fucks who caught me before my dad did and whipped my ass or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, dealing with all of those old school motherfuckers and they're like, it'll be all right. Or here's what you need. Don't get ripped off with that shit. Like the kids today, they're not going to have to deal with any of that. They're not going to have any knowledge put on them by these old school fuckers who have gone through it. You know what I mean? Because it's just, so there's a layer of common sense we're, we're eliminating for yet another generation. It's very, and, and that's very weird to me too, because these kids, they, they, you know, they, they're all like super book smart, but have no common sense smart. Not all of them, but I mean, just such a huge portion, the attention grabbers for sure. You're, you're, you're not wrong. And I, I think, I think a lot of people have also mixed fantasy with reality. And what I mean by that is that like, they've been so caught up in, in the media in general, whether it's social media or, or, or movies or music and the lifestyle that all that gives is, you know, for lack of a better term, it's kind of utopia without instant gratification, without any consequences. Like, it, yeah. it, it's a it's joke, but too many people, too many people are too comfortable with the idea that they can say whatever they want and not get punched in the mouth with it. And that's a joke, but it's it's the yeah. God's honest truth. Too many people think they're protected and that, and now. That's a real... That, that's a real Mike Tyson quote. He's the first person who he's the first person who said that, which is so funny, because uh, you, people think of Mike Mike Tyson, and uh, you know they think he's an idiot. Well, I mean he's got like a ten million dollar fucking weed farm, and he's getting ready to sign this fight. Look, I don't. Think Mike Tyson's an idiot. Roy at Trump, one, he's, he's at, gonna destroy. at one point, but it's so funny. 
at one point Mike Tyson was touring the country doing a one-man show of fucking uh, Shakespearean sonnets. Come on. <laughs> I don't think he's right. a joke. And I would even if I did yeah. think he was a joke, I would never but, fucking say it because that man could kill me with just a glare. <laughs> but, but there's so many people who have thought, oh, Iron Mike, ever since the Robin Gibbons thing, there's so many people that wrote Tyson off as like being this dumbass. And he's come out of it, and now he's getting ready to do the benefit with Roy Jones and everything, and he's done so much. It's like so fucking weird. Like he's kind of like a renaissance dude, really. If you were to sit back and get past how he talked and just saw what everything that he's done and created, you'd be like, whoa, that's a that's a, a very cool fellow. But, you know, because it's Tyson, <laughs> nobody really gives it any credence. I'm know? just I'm just laughing at his one-man show of Shakespearean sonnets with that fucking tattoo on hilarious. his face and a puffy yeah. white shirt. To be or not to be? That is the question. That, that took so much courage. <laughs> that so much that's so crazy that he was able to do that. Like, you know, just fucking who the fuck else would do that and anyone talk about it? Right. Anyone else would just laugh about it. It would be the end of it. But here it is like 20 years later, it's being brought up in a conversation. Well, again, again, like who, who, even if you thought it was retarded, like if he stood up on stage in, in spandex with the white puffy shirt and, and like, the gayest look on the planet and he was screwing up every sonnet that he was quoting or whatever else not one person would ever i don't think anybody on the planet would have the balls to turn around like yo mike you sucking gay shit yeah not- like nobody walked out <laughs> and nobody said anything sideways and they're and- afraid he'll kill them yeah right because he yeah. is he's crazy enough to jump out into the audience and just fucking take out the whole front row and, didn't and he tell didn't he tell joe lewis i'm gonna fuck you till you love me <laughs> and whatever he told that one guy, you know, I'm I want to eat your fucking babies. Yeah. You know? and, and, uh, God damn, man! I mean, he has so much attributed to him that you just think he's an outright psycho. But ever since he did DMT and shit, and, and then he did the Shakespearean plays, and then he did the one man show, the one man comedy fucking show, and then he's done the movie appearances on The Hangover and everything. Like he's become this like altruistic different kind of dude and then all of a sudden he's like fuck it i'm gonna fight again so you don't know what to think is he crazy is he not crazy like he's just such a it's such a weird character in life man it's awesome because <laughs> muhammad ali wasn't like this and neither was joe lewis or i mean we didn't you know nobody had seen nothing like this like mike tyson no way you know, so, I mean, it's really cool. I remember the only time I was ever pissed off at Mike Tyson. The only time I was really ever pissed off at Mike Tyson. Like, I, it should be, it, the, the answer should be when he when he was accused of raping Robin Givens, of course. But, you yeah. know, the only time he really pissed me off is paying for pay-per-views for a Mike Tyson fight. <laughs> but that was the legend. That's what it was, uh, you know. Especially the first was. fight. Yeah. We all have that I paid seventy bucks and he knocked him out in thirteen seconds story. We <laughs> all have that. That's the Mike Tyson legend. And if you like if you were to really look at his career, he's 0 and five against the best. He was forty five and 0 against everybody else, but he was 0 and five in the like fights of his life. Fights. So it, it, but he gets all of this credit of being like up there with Muhammad Ali as the greatest ever, but he was never really tested except for the five fights he lost. So, but, and then people think of him as this crazy maniac and he's done all of this smart shit 
And, you know, his podcast gets like 1.2 million views a week. Wait, right what? He's, He's got, got a podcast? Time. Dude, the, uh, Tyson Smoking Hotbox is the best is one of the five best podcasts there is. I've right got to check this cool. out. <laughs> yes, it is awesome. He has he's had um, everybody from uh, some some of the Givenese crime family. He's had fucking Michael Buffer on there. He's had fucking UFC fighter on there. He's had you know the heavyweights, of course. He's had all of these personalities. He had Joey fucking Diaz and Burt Kreischer on there. He's had a, it's a great show. Is it wrong of me that right now I'm thinking my dream boxing match I would want to see? It, it could never happen, obviously, but you know, that I would want to see. You're, t- you're talking about like uh, people who come back to boxing and, and uh, dominated for a short period of time. Like George Foreman? I'm thinking George Foreman versus Butterbean. Oh, wow. Now that was <laughs> talked about. At the end of Foreman's, that that was talked about. At the end of Foreman's reign, whenever he lost it and went back and got beat real bad the second in the rematch after he lost the belt, they were talking about a Butterbean fight with him, and I I don't know where it went, but I do remember that being talked about. That they would be more box office now because they're both fucking sixty. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Conor McGregor fight Butterbean. <laughs> oh lord, Conor McGregor would pepper the fucking shit out of him. But it would be great to see Conor take that punch, right? I got that one punch. I, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see but, uh, CM Punk versus Ronda Rousey in the octagon. Ooh, man, Ronda would get him in the first. I think. Oh, of course. I think. Of course. <laughs> and and look, look. I'm. I at one point I was actually friendly with CM Punk, so I'm not. I'm not dogging him or anything else. He, he's a nice guy. But go back to wrestling, bro. <laughs> you don't belong in the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got I gotta be I gotta be real, man. If, like he would listen to this podcast. If you if you're listening, go back to wrestling. <laughs> it's it's just for 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 your benefit, man. You you just, you just don't belong there. <laughs> yeah, or we'll kick your ass. You have you have as much business in in an octagon as I do on an OnlyFans page. Just don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, like. There's some crazy ones that I would want to see. Like, I could even I could even point out like wrestlers I would want to see in an octagon or a boxing match. Look at fucking Bart Gunn for for wrestling history when he fucking went with Butterbean on the WrestleMania. They didn't fucking choreograph that. Bart was an ex ex uh, amateur boxer, so he fought Butterbean, got his ass handed to him, but he went toe to toe with him. <laughs> you know what about like all the uh, technology they have now with like holograms like you know when you have, like they have hologram concerts where you could see like elvis or tupac like they should start doing that with uh like uh you know like mma fighters and boxers just like pin up like really like weird combinations of fighters well isn't that kind of sort of how they they introduced Mickey four with the with the prediction lot of who between drogo and and balboa or it was one of the Rockies. I I remember, they they pulled that. Where oh was, yeah, it was one of the newer ones. Yeah. 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 Where who would win in this fight? You know, I think we lost Chris. Oh, he got his He's camera back on. on. I'm sorry. He's got his camera on. It's a nice look at your popcorn ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it would only it, it would it, it would only let me do that. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I was I was not wanting to do video because I was incredibly high before we started talking about doing the show. So, anyways, <laughs> but I mean, like, 
it's funny you mentioned that because yeah, I mean, we could, we could definitely do that uh, with with holograms where we could have like dream matches and dream fights and and all that stuff, and that would be cool. But I, I you know, just I don't know. It, would it would it be cool just having a bot predict who which hologram would actually win? Because I I don't think I don't think technology would be able to really get the human so factor ever- right. And we know the human. I don't, I don't think that we would be able to get the excitement out of, out of. I don't think we'd be able to get the excitement out of the hologram effect. I don't think we would really be able to truly immerse ourselves into like really digging it and it having the right effect until VR hits that point, which is probably like a couple generations away. The way it's going. once it does get to that point, because right now they have the one where you're walking on a skyscraper and you walk out on the metal beam, and like you feel like you're up in the air. On Right, and they have the one where you're, where you're doing the archery, and you can feel the tension. It's starting to get there, so I think once VR does take that step where you are really immersed, that you feel the the cool air on wet kind of deal, or the palpitations that come with being way up in the in the sky. I think once it does move to the next couple generations, or if Elon's fucking chip comes around, then that's whenever having that hologram like Muhammad Ali versus. What's his face from the 1890s? who did the origination of the Queensbury Rule. Let's see if Muhammad Ali could go 43 rounds like that guy. Did. Well, see that that, but but that's my, <laughs> but that's kind of that's kind of my point. Like when we get to that point of holograms, uh, where you could have a dream match of like Rocky Mont- uh, Marciano versus versus uh, Muhammad Ali. Great, okay. It'll take statistics from their careers to dictate who was the better fighter. But it won't get what it won't get because the computer can't figure this out. It's the human factor. And one of the major human factors that all of us know this, that if you've been in any sport, you know this, is that anybody could beat anybody at any given time. There's always human variations that change shit every time. I think what you're talking about, the computer not being able to grasp, is the difference of the generational athlete. And this is something that will only come from like the genome project or DNA testing of knowing what the the degradation is of like today's current boxer versus a boxer from the 1950s. A computer doesn't know how to handle that data. Once they figure that out with some like genome or DNA plug-in numbers or whatever, they might be able to actually get the real thing. I think but until they have that, then there's no way that like you're saying, that you're saying the right thing that, that, that there's no way the computer could simulate that correctly. Because it doesn't understand the human heart or the difference of, you know, Rocky Marciano during the 50s, his strength was 100 of 100. But his strength was not 100 of 100 versus Joe fucking Frazier. Right. Joe Frazier put the motherfuckers off the ground with uppercuts and so did George <laughs> Ford. That's a totally different 100, you know? Right, and now, right. And now you got What's-His-Face, the, um, the Gypsy King. That motherfucker is like a 300-pounder with technical skills, like... Put him in the ring with Marcy. Marcy he only only weighed one ninety three when he had the title belt. He only weighed one ninety three, and this motherfucker weighed two sixty five, and can and, and is stylistic has skills. Right. Computer can't figure that part out. Once it can, and I think it's like a DNA or genome kind of deal. That once they're able to plug that shit in to show the separation of generations, strength wise and quickness wise. Because, you know, like Joe Lewis, he's 100 speed, but he's not 100 speed versus fucking Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor's a different 100 speed, you know? <laughs> and I don't think a computer can do that. No, I, I agree. But I also think there's, like I said, there's the uh, 
there's the the wild variable of the human nature. Any given day, yeah, nine times out of, statistically yeah. nine times out of ten, let's say for sake of argument, in a street fight, you could kick my ass. But there's that one time, that one day where you right. were off yeah, your game, <laughs> right? Where you were off your game, and I would be so, yeah. able to totally wipe the floor with you. The computer would not be able to figure out that variation. They, they, it would be able to figure out the one time in a hundred or maybe the five time in a hundred, but the true one time out of ten possibility, like it wouldn't be able to factor that in right without cheating or fudging numbers, and then it would fuck up the numbers the other way. Right. Because it doesn't understand the human condition. And, you know, like there's going to be some days a motherfucker is going to wake up and you ain't going to stop him. And it doesn't matter what generation he was going to go up against. There's days LeBron wakes up that he could beat Michael Jordan. There's days that Michael Jordan woke up the majority of the week that he could beat LeBron. Right. But there's days that LeBron wakes up and he could beat Michael Jordan. Look, and the, so could Kobe. Look, the you only know, one... They could do it every day, and Michael could just because he woke up. Well, look, the, that, the only way we're going to argue, the only way we're going to settle this argument, the only way we're going to truly be able to settle this argument is not going to be through computer computer statistics and, and, and holograms. We just got to go straight to the cloning clone. process. Bring. There's going to be too many women out there who catalog order job homes. <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> On that note, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. We went a little over an hour. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Andy, I know you didn't, didn't want to go too far. But uh, I appreciate it. I had this. I had, I had fun with this one. Guys, why don't you go ahead and go around the table and tell everybody where they can find your shows. Andy, Andy start with you. Uh, you can find TNTL Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, Spotify, Apple, the usual suspects. And uh, that's at TNTL Podcast. All right, cool. Um, so you can find uh, What's Your F and Binge uh, pretty much uh, anywhere you find quality podcasts. I'll go ahead and put the shameless plug up there. We're on Spotify, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, on, on all the cool places, uh, iTunes, Google, all that shit. Uh, just look us up at What's Your F and Binge.com. Uh, you can email us at What's Your F and Binge at gmail.com, and you can get a hold of the website uh, at uh, What's Your F and Binge Life Activated.com um, as well. And, of course, guys, for After Hours here, Breaking the Fourth Wall and uh, the newly reformed Realm of the Mist podcast, which basically took uh, all the other podcasts and meshed it up into one roundtable show simply because I'm the only guy left in Realm of the Mist and it's just too much for me to do by myself. (laughs) You can find all those right here on YouTube. Just hit that like button, subscribe, share, comment. We want to hear what you guys think of the stuff we talk about and everything else course uh, with our guests here um now which will be joining me for you know rumble miss podcasts on occasions and all that as well because even though even though blown spot has been shut down mr rudder and i are still going to talk wrestling on fucking realm of the mist it's just going to happen believe that uh <laughs> and since we were talking about it earlier i just got a notification i don't know if you guys heard it come through or not but i just had another facebook hooker hit me up nice so i have to go show my wife and delete her request uh but anyways you should you, fuck that. Put her, put her on. Bring, bring her into the group chat. We'll interview her right now. <laughs> I've, offered, I've offered that with a few of them. I'm like, hey, if you just drop the bullshit and get on fucking live with me right now, I'll do an interview. With a lot of customers. 
I promise you. <laughs> and like all of them are like, oh no, I don't want to. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I've offered it. To, I've offered it to like a dozen of them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll expose them right there. <laughs> and of course, guys, you can find us in the audio format. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and all the other usual su- suspects, as Andy said. And guys, we will catch next after hours. Have a good night. Have a good one, y'all. Good night, guys. Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist. And just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.